Hey guys, Mubarak here. If you're at all interested in crypto trading, investing, and figuring out what are the best altcoins to invest in now, check out altcoinresearch.com. We just launched our new course that goes through the A to Z, regardless of your background or experience. And I know you guys are going to love it, so go check it out. Hey guys, welcome to the In Penny Stock podcast. I'm your host, Mubarak Shah, CPA and founder of In Penny Stock. And on this show, I help people around the world take control of their finances understand the markets, you know, regardless of your background experience, and help you get to a place where you don't have to worry about checking your bank account or ever living paycheck to paycheck again. Now, if you like the show, I'd love it if you can click subscribe, so that way you get my new episodes automatically downloaded and sent to you as soon as they come out, so you can stay fresh on the hottest investment opportunities and education. And now finally, before we start today's show, uh, if you're interested in learning more, please feel free to text the word STOCKS, S-T-O-C-K-S, to the number 44222 from your phone or wherever you are, and you'll automatically be subscribed to our email list where you'll get our free masterclass on how you can get started learning the market and taking control of your finances. All right, let's get into the show. All right, so on Wednesday, July 31st, the Fed actually cut the interest rate uh, down about a quarter percent. Mm-hmm. So I went from their usual range of 2.25 to 2 to 2.25. So yeah. what does that mean necessarily? What do you think it means for like the economy and in general? You know, I guess first let's start off for people who don't know what it is in general. What is the literal definition? What is the Fed interest rate? Right. So the Federal Reserve interest rate is the interest rate that banks will have to pay and businesses will have to pay when they are taking out a loan, right? Similar to the loan that you are taking out with a bank and you have an interest rate on that loan, Uh same way banks have an interest when they're taking money from the Federal Reserve. So think of the Federal Reserve like the Central Bank of America and all the banks are going to the Central Bank and they're going to have an interest rate. Yeah. So that interest rate is usually indicative of how the economy is moving in America. Historically, uh, the Federal Reserve is really just monitoring how the economy is moving, how the banks are using the money, and how the businesses are uh, facilitating spending in the economy. And yeah. based off of the overall health of the economy and the, the trajectory, they'll adjust their interest rates. Um, I think most, you know, most recently, 10 years ago, was the last time when the Federal Reserve cut their rates yeah. down to yeah. zero, right? And that was, obviously, everyone knows the, the, the depression, right? The recession, the depression, and... In order to facilitate spending or to help the banks out, help people out in general, the Federal Reserve cut the rates. Yeah. Right. And now um, they cut the rates again. And, you know, the, the there's a lot of speculation as to why. Um, the chairman has come out and spoken a little bit about why. Yeah, he, he had a whole press rates. conference about it. Right, right. Um, but you know what? what? You think about that? So it was, it was pretty decent. I actually just watched it like a day ago. But um, the funny thing is that the guy... Um, Powell, mm-hmm. I can't remember his first name, but Jerome. Uh, Jerome, yeah. So the interesting thing was he uh, he kept referring to the, just the same points, even though he did a Q and A that was more than half. Uh, it almost sounded like he was just memorizing answers, even though I know obviously he's smarter. But uh, what I thought was interesting was that so when the interest rates are cut, this is a good sign for borrowers for businesses because essentially it means that. Now I can borrow money to invest in my business at a lower rate. So that means more people will spend, more jobs will be created. Right. But the confusing thing to me is two things, right? It seems like 
and this is also based on the stock market reaction over the last two days, like people are treating this as a negative. And I just don't see why. Like it's only negative for the most individual level. So like as an individual, if I have a savings account, the decrease of the interest rate is probably gonna decrease my savings account down a quarter percent or decrease my potential yield from CDs, you know, certificate of deposits by quarter percent. So yeah, sure, if you're an individual, it's hurting, but I think ultimately for the economy, I think it's a good thing. And so I was surprised when the stock market, you know, tanked these last two days. Yeah, you know, I think that it's uh, it's interesting you bring that point up about the CDs and the savings accounts because I'm not even sure that the general public is upset about those specific types of investments. I think that it's really the stock market that mm. because it went down so soon after the, 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 the cuts happened that people are now thinking because this, this cut happened that that's why the stock also fell. When in reality, uh, that's it's never just one related. No, I, I don't think they're unrelated, but I do think that there's always more than just one factor yeah, that influences yeah. the stock, right? Yeah. Now, Jerome Powell, you know, you, you mentioned that they are that he, uh, you know, he, he was kind of reciting almost rehearsed answers, yeah. and I think that there's there's some truth to that, right? Because you know, traditionally in finance, there's always been a certain level of discretion that has been encouraged, and I think that has to stem from the top, from the central bank. Oh, and so in order to facilitate that level of discretion and to, to make sure that the information is being held within the financial community, uh, he has to give those sort of rehearsed answers. And I think even if you dive into those rehearsed answers, it's not like he's hiding any information. No. He's really just, just being more general. It's more yeah, vague. It's yeah. really just more broad and, and giving you the opportunity to determine for yourself what is the real, you know, what's going on here and how it's how you're going to, at the end of the day, you're going to determine how you're going to let it affect you. If you have investments that are going down, you can move those, you can move that money around. But why right. did the stock go down? Because here's the thing for businesses, if I now have a lower interest rate I have to pay, that means I can invest more money and make more money. So what yeah. is so so the, so the reason why it went down, according to Jerome Powell, right, chairman of the Federal Reserve, it, it went down because the economy is currently expanding. Obviously, the GDP is going up. Yes, and in order to prevent a correction in the in the in the time frame that it was supposed to happen, in order to prolong that correction, because obviously it's inevitable. Everyone knows that a correction is going to happen. If you look at any chart, right, it's going to happen. But this is the longest streak of uh, bull market, you know, bull market yeah. that we've had, right? Yeah. And it's going to happen. A correction is going to happen. And, and traditionally, it has happened when banks can no longer supply money to businesses, mm. which can no longer facilitate the spending of the economy. And therefore, but I would argue that right now there's like too, I mean, not too much, but I think no one has any issues borrowing. So you're saying that he's, this policy now makes it even easier. I think maybe for companies to buy. I, at, at the entrepreneurial, you know, VC level, there is no issue borrowing. But I think when it comes to banks borrowing from the Federal Reserve, oh, you're talking about that? Yeah, and that's what's been. Oh, interesting. Okay, that, and and that also trickles down, right? Like so, now that the banks have, will have a lower rate, they'll be able to supply more money to businesses. Correct. Right? Yes. Exactly. So. I think that it, you know it's all t- it all ties together. At the end of the day, the banks are going to be able to take more money out, which is going to help continue this bull market because now the banks have more money to invest in companies, to give to their traders, to pour into venture capitalist moves. They have it's more money in the economy now. Why did right? Like I, I think it's a good thing overall. But now the question always comes: Why did so many stocks drop? Yeah, after that's the what threw me off. Like from I mean, the only thing I can think of is because of the fact of. 
maybe like how it's going to affect international growth because like I'm trying to understand so growth is great the so what I found interesting was that Trump at least if I feel the reports that I saw was that Trump was the one pushing for this fed interest rate cut and so it makes sense from his perspective because it will only help the unemployment rate go down and job market uh, get better, which is the same thing, and uh, allow for businesses to spend more and invest more. Now, all those are good for his reign under the U.S. economy. So it might be like he's squeezing out short-term results as long as possible. You know, like, I th- like it's so weird because all this points to is positive things for business. And, like, I guess with Trump's re-election coming up, maybe this is a good thing for him because all the people that matter, like all the rich businessmen that count up the congressional election vote you know yeah um, just so you know like we can edit this part out but our narrative right now is going to lead us to talk about how it, it's it's perfect because we're going to tie it we're going to tie into trump a lot now but but okay so so you bring up an interesting point right trump trump might be the epicenter of why everything is happening that's happening in the stock market right now and it, it's traditionally it's always been the case Right, the president makes a move. Of course, the chairman yeah. makes a move. These are the things that actually impact the institutions. Make a move. Major catalysts. These are, yeah. Right, these are the things that actually impact stocks. See now, when I when I look at the stock market going down, and obviously, you know, I know that you the listeners do their research and we do our research into the stocks that we're invested in. I think that the 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 smart investors, right, and hopefully our listeners know that their stocks have dropped not due to this federal cut in interest rates, but due to the trade wars that are happening with Trump yeah. and China. Now you look yeah, at Europe and the EU. Right? Yeah. Now you look at companies <clears throat> like Apple, right, and Microsoft, the biggest, I mean biggest and biggest companies, yeah. right? Google, right? These are the companies that have been most affected. Why? Because computers, right, these these types of metals and these silvers, all these are these are all manufactured in China. Yes. Right? You put ten percent, oh, another twenty percent, okay. now all of a sudden the iPhone Right, come September is going to skyrocket in price. Yeah, it's going to have to, right? Because they are getting charged that exactly. Month. So okay. you know, if you want to buy an iPhone, now's the time. Right? <laughs> so, I think that's why the stocks. Have well, dropped. I think didn't Trump just do another hike on the tariff for China? Mm-hmm. But you know what's yeah. so confusing is weren't they about to reach a settlement and then he just throws another? Well, thing? he pointed out some things. See, here's the thing, right? At the end of the day, it, it comes down to politics. Right? Yeah, of course, President. Um, Chi or Xi, I can never get it right, President Xi. The president of China, he made some promises to Trump, and he probably did fulfill some of them, right? And some of the other ones, he kind of said he would make, he would do it, and he hasn't followed through on them. You know, I think one of the things he said he would do was, you know, forbid the sale of fentanyl to America, which obviously is a great initiative by the Trump administration. I think that fentanyl is obviously, you know, people, if you know about fentanyl, it's like the worst, worst opioid available to, to Americans right now. It's like heroin. Uh, and it's, it's worse than heroin. Oh, okay, got it. It's worse than heroin. And it's, it's imported from China, you know, majority of it. And one of the things that he, that Trump wanted, the Trump administration tried doing was to forbid the, or, you know, to block the, the importation or the exportation from China of fentanyl. And the president said he would do it, still hasn't happened. Trump is upset about that. Right. Another thing, you know, there was there was a series of things that Trump looked at and said, "Okay, I'm not getting my way. I'm going to tax you again. I'm going to tax you even more. Yeah. You give me hundreds yeah. of billions of dollars. I have makes no problem sense. with it. Right? Absolutely, it makes sense. And for, that's what for, I'm think, saying. For uh, he's playing a dangerous game with America's economy, but like for him to win in a political conversation in, in the world, you know, uh, platform, it makes sense. 
Right, right. I think at the, if you look at the broad level, right, like he is playing a long game. He's thinking about his next yeah. four years, not his current four years. So yeah, yeah. he's thinking about what am I going to be able to do? Well, right I would almost argue that thing. you're right that you you just made it sound like he's thinking long term, which I 100% agree. I think I think every candidate in their first term is always thinking about their second term. But I would argue that that's not macro enough. That's not long term enough. I think Trump is literally only thinking about his problem. I mean, his eight year reign ideally for him um, and that's it and that he doesn't care about how the US is going to do after that because if you think about it he's almost like <clears throat> it's almost like um, like when you're short term cramming work and just using stimulants like coffee and even worse drugs to just keep going like it sounds like Fed interest cut rate cutting the taxes of Americans and businesses uh, all these things are just short term stimulants whereas he doesn't care on the other side of you know, the fact that we're just increasing our deficit and our debt so much. Sorry, not yeah. our deficit. He's trying to fix that, our debt so much. Yeah, you know, I think that thinking eight years ahead for anybody is pretty difficult, right? Like, you don't know what's going to happen. No, 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 but I'm not the president. Of course, of course. The, the, the point I'm trying to make is that when it comes to the economy, when it comes to trading and investing, it's really hard to predict what's going to happen in eight years unless yeah. you're trading dividends, right? And he's not, right? He's playing with the entire economy. Like you said, yes, it is a dangerous game, but that's his job, right? Yeah. Like the way I see it, like, he he's trying to, to negotiate trade that wars with the biggest manufacturers of our country's yeah. produce. And <clears throat> and also the only world power that matches U.S., I would say. Essentially, right? In yeah. GDP, right? Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> it's, it's, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too political with it, but I think that for him to play the game for just the next eight years... It's fine because I would rather have a president that's that's playing with America's economy day to day than have someone who's trying to make a move for the next fifty years because there's a very there's a higher risk involved with someone that's playing the game for the next fifty years with the entire economy at a macro scale. Uh, there's a lot more well, margin of because error. Because he there's runs a bigger out of time. Because, because it's impossible to predict what's going to happen. It's impossible. Yeah. No one could have predicted that Elon Musk was going to drop Tesla. You know, and I understand investors that got into Tesla too late. You guys are you know suffering right now. But if you got into Tesla when Tesla dropped, you're up. You know, over a thousand percent, right? Like you're saying when they first appeared, or like yeah, like when when, okay. when when every single stock alert in the market was telling you to buy buy Tesla, buy this new buy this new uh, electronic car company, right? If you bought it, what did Tesla IPO at? Uh, and when I'm looking it up actually, so on it was, 2010, it's less than a hundred dollars. It IPO'd at seventeen dollars. Yeah, and now it's over. That I think it's what is it three hundred? Yeah, it's probably hovering around wow. three hundred dollars now. That was 2010. Uh, I wasn't yeah. investing game then. It's two thirty four right now. Yeah, so it has dropped significantly uh, over the past like six months, but <clears throat> it's due to quite a few things. Obviously, you know Tesla. He's going through their own roller coaster. Elon Musk is doing a lot of things. Well, I saw that NASA. Well, let's not go off a tangent. Let's continue with the fundamental Fed interest rate cut. I'm doing Trump. Yeah. 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 No, tangents are fine. You know, I think it all it all trickles down to the same thing. Yeah. It all it all comes together. Like it's all important because it's a macro economy. It's hard to talk about the economy without talking about Elon Musk. (laughs) That's good point. (laughs) The man has a certain gravity to him. Uh, But what I was saying is that NASA. I think this teamed up with him. Yeah, on uh, SpaceX. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a little ticker right there, SpaceX that you might want to look into. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, the Federal Reserve rate. I think overall, it's a good thing for the economy. You know, in conclusion, I think that that is it, it is a good thing. Banks are going to be able to buy more. The businesses are going to be able to take more from banks. 
if your stock is going down, it is likely due to foreign affairs, likely due to trade wars that are happening on a political level, as it always has been, right? Like, your stock is completely dependent on that your stock's quarter reportings. That is completely what it's dependent upon. If your stock reports earnings that are higher than predicted, that stock is going to shoot up over the next week. If it reports earnings lower than predicted, your stock's going down. Yeah, the and the funny thing about that, though, is that the analysts even will estimate how much money you're going to lose, too. Right. So even if you just beat that estimation, you still do better. Right. If like, you, all the big companies, Uber and everything, they're losing a trillion or almost like nine hundred billion. Yeah. But if they do, if they do like twenty billion, billion. <laughs> yeah, they'll go up. They'll, they'll go, go up. up and right. It's crazy. Yeah. If you beat, it's all about beating expectations. That's all yeah. it is, right? And it's so right. those those reportings, right? They they are they are created by decisions made by the leadership level, right? They are made by the C levels of your companies and ultimately the the supply chain of that company, right? And I would say at least. Seven times out of ten, the company's supply chain is dependent in some way on foreign affairs, on mm. trade wars, or impacted by trade wars. That's why your stock is going down. It's because your company is afraid right now. Your leadership is afraid of what is going to happen. They're unsure of what's going to happen in the next six months, in the next year. So they're doing, they're making certain strategic decisions in their company. They're putting money in different places. They're holding on to reserves. They're spending less money on growth, maybe. Uh-huh. Right. That's why this Federal Reserve was so important for the economy, because it needed to almost like balance out what Trump was doing, right? Trump is causing all these problems for the manufacturers, so the Federal Reserve has to lower rates to give money now, because money can't come from people spending money, right, for yeah. all the manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it, that that's that's why the Federal Reserve rate, the cut rate, is ultimately a good thing for the American economy. Yeah, in conclusion, I would agree with that. You know, like I I don't see why. People, I don't, again, this could just be my own objective take on it, but it sounds like people are having a negative reaction towards it, even though I think it's a, it's a great thing. Um, I think it just further secures, and this is going to be a political ending, but Trump's probably chance of winning uh, the re-election, but we can talk about that at another time. But I just think, yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah, that's a different conversation to be had, you know, I yeah. think... Uh... I think Jerome Powell, if anything, is uh, is in a good spot. <laughs> we can definitely say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a smart guy. I think he's he's definitely doing the right thing. I think I, I love the way he handled the press conference. He basically told you know Congress like we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember that? He he actually said he's like, look, the point is that the, the economy is great. We got to keep yeah. this expansion going as long as possible, and let's go. So guys, listen, don't be afraid to pick up stocks when they're going down. Right, I think that's yeah. something that you never have to forget. Oh no, yeah, that's day. like buying it at a sale. Right. At when right when Apple IPO, it was like sixty or seventy dollars. Right, I remember speaking to my sales director at the company, uh, at the company I was working at when Apple IPO, and it dropped down to like I think it dropped twenty dollars in the first two days. And I asked him like, "What are you going to do?" Because he put in like like a lump sum, right? Okay. And I and I and I, and I was thinking. You know, damn, like, I'm going to get reamed out tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to get chewed out. <laughs> this guy's going to come in tomorrow super pissed. Aggressive, yeah. And I come in, and he's the jolliest guy. He's like, yeah, I picked up another. Oh, yeah, yeah. XML. No, of course. Because <laughs> that's the way, these, that's, that's the way that both yeah. think. Right? They're like, okay, you know, if I believe in the stock, if you actually believe in it, if you actually made the choice to purchase the stock, and you see the price go down, that should be like a discount for you. Yeah. No, it's- Hope you enjoyed that podcast. I know we went into a lot of detail. Uh, But if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at admin 
admin at inpennystock.com. And feel free to comment, review, and subscribe. That way you'll get notified immediately when we drop the new podcast. And I'm focusing on dropping a new podcast every day. So on your commute to work, at the gym, whenever you're walking, or even just for a casual briefing on what's going on in the markets, you can definitely get an episode from here at In Penny Stock. And finally, always let me know about what topics you're interested in, either via the review or emailing me, and I'll make sure we deliver the content you're looking for. Thanks for your time.